0: Good morning, day, or night, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the Survive and Drive Podcast. Today, we are discussing the Formula One season since Monaco. This is your favorite source
1: of American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. <coughs> Does it feel good to bring that back? It's been a while. I mean, yeah, I just want to apologize to all the fans out there. Tyler decided to just I did, take a sabbatical from the podcast, I guess you'd call it.
0: From the podcast,
1: yes. From life, from everything. Well, life was hitting I mean, we were all working away, grinding, putting (laughs) in our performances for the various athletics we have outside of work for our teams, and... I was doing the same. You were doing the same, but in
0: other places. You know, I'll say I, I didn't think I would need to be such an athlete to surf, but that was grueling. It was grueling.
1: It does. I've never been, but it does. I have heard it's quite the effort.
0: It was. It was a lot of effort. It was a lot of fun though. So, but you know, I'm glad to be back. And uh, Formula One hasn't waited around for us. We got some stuff to talk about today. Yeah, we
1: got Monaco. We got Spain. We got other news and rumors.
0: Lots of rumors. Um, Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah. We got all kinds of stuff. to
1: you know, I think the first question has to be asked. We can get into it later. Juventi, a more accomplished driver for Ferrari than Leclerc. We'll definitely get
0: into it. Just something <laughs> we'll about... definitely get into it. Let's start, though, with just a quick, a really quick recap of the last couple of races. And I think let's do so from our predictions. We, we kind of narrowed them down. Not the brightest, uh, just as a, a brief take before we get into them. So let's go ahead and start with the Monaco Grand Prix. Kind of a hectic weekend. Not a ton to come out of it. Uh, a lot of flying cars after some crashes. The race ended with... The podium being Max, Alonzo, and Ocon after some rain at the end of the race. Alex's prediction was Norris to finish top eight. He was ninth. He so
1: was he was close. I will say this was one of the better Monaco weekends we've had in a while. It still wasn't great, but qualifying was unreal. Mm-hmm. Q3 was one of the best qualifying sessions I've ever seen. Just so back and forth. I thought Alonso was going to put it on pole. Max gaining three tenths in one sector on Monaco is unbelievable. Hitting the wall multiple times to do it. I mean, it was like that that NASCAR clip from from a couple of months ago. But Q three was insane. You know, we had kind of what we thought would be a a classic order at the top. Then, with with the exception of you know, you had Checo going out in Q one with the crash. So, Mm -hmm. I think we didn't expect much on that end. But other than that, we There was rumors of rain, but we, I don't, no one thought for sure. And then around lap 50, 54, somewhere in there, just complete chaos on the track. Yeah. People sliding around. It didn't really matter though, because Max was so far in front that he was able to slide around an extra lap and still win the race. But for me, biggest surprises, you know, Ocon on the podium, Mm -hmm. obviously some drama caused that, um, Other than that, though, you kind of all fell in line. I think the biggest, as a McLaren fan and a Lando fan, going back to my prediction, I saw some data. I did see some tweets after the race and some data. They were the two quickest on track in the wet. They were. So they were, like, clear of max for everybody. They had the quickest lap times. They made up all those positions. You had, you know, Lando get back into the top nine, and then uh, Piastri finished 10th, Mm -hmm. I believe, and passed um, Sonoda at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, not enough chaos to get Norris up in the top eight. No. But yeah, they, they did have a good showing. I think, uh, obviously, as we'll get into in Spain, not too bright of a no. continuance after that. But uh, my prediction for that one was uh, a podium of Max Alonso and then Charles Leclerc, which did not happen. Uh, Max and Alonso ahead-to-head on. I've been doing you know pretty solid with pred- podium predictions. Your 1-2s have been good. What no one's giving
1: us credit for... Is all these race winners were are predicting correct? I don't know if we've missed a single race winner
0: wrong the entire time. Maybe one of the Checo wins, but I mean, one of us had to have gotten it. I think I feel like one of us. Could but have one centered. of us, I mean, just I mean, not not for the rest you know, of the season. Very around.
1: bold, obviously. We've, especially these last two weekends, we've nailed the winner
0: of both races. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of
1: people might say that's hard, but we've done it.
0: I mean, odds are through the roof on that guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and jump to let's go ahead and jump to Spain here. Obviously, we're you know skipping over a lot of content, but it has been a couple weeks so. Uh, Spain, we had a, a podium of Max Hamilton-Russell. We had a Mercedes lockout on the on the two, three podium spots. And then an obvious Max win that, of course, your man, your host, Alex Grassi, predicted.
1: Yes, that was my only right prediction the whole weekend. I think I had both Alpine's top eight, which I one of them was top eight. They were both in the points, mm-hmm. so that's kind of right, but it was a rough prediction. I mean, I had Lando top eight or six or whatever it was. And that was just a ruin on lap one, Mm -hmm. but a tough weekend for me.
0: Yeah, really tough McLaren weekend. I had double Alpine points, uh, as you mentioned there. They got that 8-10, and then I also had continued my Max Hamilton 1-2 streak uh, and got those two right, and then I had signs rounding that out. Russell was able to fight his way back up and uh, end up on the podium. So a really good performance from the Mercedes, and uh, I think we'll talk about them shortly coming up we'll run through run through some rumors some performance items and uh and get into maybe the future here but first let's go into a big surprise prediction from each of us for the rest of the season i think there's a lot a lot of talk about how formula one this season is becoming so boring so dull because it is the red bulls running away with a lot of things and Red Bull running away with Red a lot bull. of things, yeah. I should say. It was bulls, but now it's just bull. Exactly. So you know, I think I think the sport is in some sense getting away from us in the fact that we were we were so privileged to watch such high competition in twenty one. Yeah. Twenty two we had the new regs. Twenty three is is feels like another season for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think there's still some surprises out there that we should point out that we think you know, there's some action to watch. There's some excitement around it. And moving forward, I think some really good points to bring to light. So you want to start us out here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think we're, I'm trying to take it all with a grain of salt because 21 was so unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like last year we got a lot more racing between everybody, whereas like, I don't know, we did get... In Spain this year, we did get a lot of overtakes. I think we were yeah. over 100 or something overtakes. Yeah, And it is interesting seeing the battle kind of... It's just tough because it's like we have to rationalized being okay with, like, okay, we're going to see the battle through two for two through 20, and we know he's going to win every week, and there's yeah. really no surprise with the wind. But um, for my surprise take, I, I'm, I'm going to say Lewis to finish second in the driver's standings at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any way they can I, I think they, you know, he had mentioned that he has something that's exciting about a future package that, like, could bring them close to whatever by the end of the season. Yeah. Max is going to be so far ahead by then. It's not going to matter for, like, the driver's title. But mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I think with Aston Martin, I've heard they're bringing upgrades to Canada. But at a certain point, like, it seems like Mercedes is also kind of figuring it out, too. Mm-hmm. And they were clearly the second-best car this weekend with the new side pods. And, like, yeah. they seem to be going in a different direction. I just don't see, like, I don't know. It's Alonso, like, the whole trolliness around it and Aston Martin. It seems like we're going to get some DNFs for, like, something's going to happen where it's not going to pan out. And yeah. Perez has just been atrocious the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And he just, his problem is, is he has the, the car to be P2 in the standings, but like mm-hmm. he's just making a lot of mistakes and like not capitalizing. And I feel like Lewis has done a good job of getting better every week and continue to capitalize. And I could see if they can keep making improvements in the car and Checo's inconsistent where Lewis is on the podium most of the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And that could land him in the P two spot. So that probably be my boldest take for the rest of the season is him finishing at the end at the end of the season finishing second.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good take. I, definitely a bold one. With you know, Perez seems to be somewhat comfortably up there and yeah. has the car under him to to easily ride that one out. I think there is some you know flaws that we've seen in yeah. Checo, especially as of late and. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he moves forward from here. I think the next race is really important for him. He needs to to start stringing together some good performances or at least some consistent performances more so than consistent weekends even, because it has been a lot of ups and downs for him. Mm -hmm. I think you make a good point too about, you know, Alonzo strolls not really in this fight, right? So you look at Alonzo and I think he definitely has the potential to, to continue to get these podiums and have consistent performances. I think, it's going to be more so Aston Martin slowly falling out or getting caught up by these yeah, other that's, teams.
1: I, that's what I think.
0: Ferrari. You didn't even mention Ferrari. And that really says something about how they're I doing, does not it? <laughs> it's been just as like,
1: they're the fourth best car right now. Probably maybe. I mean, Spain, them and Aston Martin are kind of similar, but making big changes. Too. I, I know they're making changes and they've made changes to the side pod, but like it's, they it's, feel very unlucky. One, and then they feel like it's a lot of their own mistakes, too, and strategy. Yeah. And then they just, I don't know. There's just, like, there was no explanation for it. Like, they were so slow in Spain. Mm-hmm. And there was no reason why they should have been. And they were just so slow. So, I don't I don't know.
0: The perception's really interesting because you think about the changes that Ferrari's made. the They're pretty drastic changes. Yeah. The side pod, they're making, you know, relatively significant changes to their car. And they've admitted that. You see the same thing going on with Mercedes. It's, I mean, obviously a little bit more significant with the Mercedes side, but very different perceptions of those two. You think Mercedes changing and they're going to kill it. They're going to, you know, they're really starting to understand the car. And there's a lot of confidence driven out of that. The changes that Ferrari's making is like, they said at the beginning of the year they were sticking to it. So why are they changing now? Yeah. And obviously it's not working. So what's the disconnect here? And you also think about a lot of the rumors that we've heard, right? Christian Horner going to Ferrari, being poached by Ferrari was 20, at the beginning of last
1: year. Yeah, was it a big happen. topic.
0: Yeah. Adrian Newey with the same. So, yeah. you know, what could have been? What could have been exactly? And and they definitely have the resources to do something really impressive. But we'll see where they go from here. I think they are kind of at a, a stalemate. They'll continue to rise with the rest of the field, but yeah. I don't think they'll be able to outperform at least from what we've seen so far. And you know, even with with last year, how they weren't able to really keep the fight up throughout the year yeah. so
1: i mean the thing about the hype they had coming into the season with like the extra horsepower rumor and all that stuff yeah. Yeah. that charles and carlos could finish when whatever order i mean it's carlos has been better this year but like the whatever would be sixth and seventh because mm-hmm. you'd have the two red bulls the two mercedes and alonso they could alonso. be sixth and seventh in the drivers is yeah. kind of wild with it. like lando was seventh last year and mm-hmm. that McLaren and to think like 6 and 7 for those Ferraris is kind of shocking.
0: Yeah. It's also really exciting to think about the Aston Martin side of that, yeah. you know, we're having teams that are able to crack in. Oh no, that. yeah,
1: it's, that's been great.
0: And even if it's not all season long, you know, we've had our a fun little, watching all of We've Lonzo, had a lot right? of fun, yeah. So, yeah, but anyway, back to to Lewis finishing P2. I think that's a really good one. I think that's uh that'll be a lot of fun to watch yeah. that. You know, I don't think the P2 race will, will be anything that kicks on until you know, five or six races down the road when yeah. it starts to to close that gap, but we'll be definitely very interested. I just to watch need the final I, few races. I there. need the drama. That's like fair. if even I, if we're just in
1: Abu Dhabi, and it's one race and it's Max and Lewis battling it out, and things get chippy. Like, yeah, that'd just be electric.
0: Personally, I have money riding on Checo finishing second after Max, so I wouldn't like to see this Lewis P two, but I would yeah. like to see them fight <laughs> fight for some wins at yeah. the end of the season. Uh, and you know, we could have a lineup to where. Now Max is going for the most wins, the most points in a season to, to rival some of Hamilton's old records. Yeah, And now Hamilton has the car to fight him for it. Yeah. And it'll be a, a legacy versus some new records. That'll be fun yeah. to watch. So uh, for my biggest surprise, I went for another thing that I have money riding on. Oh uh, boy. Joe Guan Yu outperforming Valtteri Bottas. Please gamble responsibly. Absolutely. <laughs> And more responsibly would be <laughs> doing something like this. Yeah, I think uh, Joe's really turned it on. Obviously, got a really good result the past few weekends. He's been performing well, been outperforming Bottas. Uh, yeah. Bottas is, you know, well known in qualifying. Absolutely has the pace in qualifying and and has proven that throughout the year. I think Joe is, is starting to click, and he's. I agree. He's starting to you know bet himself in with that team really well. I think Bottas and Joe are still really good mates in that team. And it's awesome to see them. And they always
1: will be Yeah,
0: doing. Yeah, it is. It, it's awesome to see them doing well together. Bates has said he has a lot more years to go. And I think Joe is starting to kick it into high gear and, and starting to, you know, be on that rise of his career now that he's had yeah. the time to develop. And yeah, I'm really excited to see where he goes, especially after this good performance, uh, this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, I think the car's starting to come alive a little bit. You know, they're able to pick up the scraps when when yeah. there is drama. It, nothing consistent yet, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're similar with maybe the bottom four. Maybe, yeah, bottom four teams are kind of all in that, like, every once in a while they perform really well. It's kind of track-dependent. Yeah, it's kind of been track-dependent dependent
1: and driver kind of dragging up the cars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. From there, but I agree with you. I think... Joe's been good. I think they're going to continue to get along well regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bottas is just having fun, and I think he's going to keep driving for a while. And I think they're going to be a team for years. I think it's going to be yeah. one of those ones for the years. And I think that speaks a lot to Valtteri. Like,
0: well, you, with the Audi deal in 26.
1: Well, yeah, I'm saying till 26. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. still being teammates for five years, having the same drivers on a lineup for five years is yeah. a lot mm-hmm. in Formula 1. And I think that speaks to Bottas. He like, had the same thing with Lewis where he was teammates for all those years and it wasn't like it was like i mean they went with george it was a smart move longer term cuz it's your future but like if george, like i don't think if george was there like i think they would have re-signed Valtteri again and just Absolutely. kept going And i think it speaks to him like i there i think you can't argue anymore like, who the best teammate in Formula 1 history is like it's got to be him like I th- he I th- hasn't he gets along with everybody mm-hmm. like he does what he's supposed to do and i think he like knows like he knows he's a good driver and he know he knew with Merck, like he could fight for the win so like i think he also knew like it, he never really talked back or like yeah. fought it or like I think he knew like hey I'm making a bunch of money like I'm getting to drive Formula One cars I'm still getting to get trophies every weekend and finishing the podium like yeah I don't know I just think he's very happy with himself right now and like settled in and then even yeah. in his new role now I think he's just happy so like
0: I think on the happiness side more so now because he has that oh yeah for sure kind of comfortability. there's not that of, pressure anymore exactly so yeah but I, I think. And you you kinda nailed it. He he knows what role he needs to play within the team and he's played it to perfection. And on top of that, he's able to perform really well for the team. So I I think, you know, he he makes the perfect teammate, the perfect driver as a as a parent. Team. Yeah, as a team. And even even so with the engineers, with the you know, everybody that he talks to, the team principals, he's always been a super friendly guy, super, yeah. you know, get along well and, and have fun while you're out there. Uh, and it is good to see him doing well. I'm just hoping that Joe does a little bit better.
1: Oh, no, I, I agree. <laughs> with, I think he probably will by the end of the season because he keeps getting better. I'm just saying yeah. longer term. Yeah. I just don't see them being – they're being disputed between the two. Like, no, I think absolutely Valtteri not. knows his place in the team and, like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I just think that speaks to – you know, he's going to – I know he was on willingness for a little at the beginning, but, like, he's going to end his career with pretty much two teammates only – both yeah. super long lasting and extremely successful in different ways. Right. Like mm-hmm. in the first way with helping another driver, win the title so often yeah. and bringing all his constructors championships. Cause like, I mean, that's what people like miss a lot with that too, is did he have like those stellar performances that Lewis had all the time? Or like, did he have like a max, not really, but like he was pretty much always there to wrap up the podium, even if it was third mm-hmm. and like, other than that last year where Red Bull got close to him, like, I mean, Mercedes just blew everybody out of the water every single year. Like, it wasn't even yeah. close. And yep. that's, it takes, a prime example of that is Aston Martin this year. They're mm-hmm. third, they're behind Mercedes in the standings. Yeah. Because Stroll is not anywhere near the level of Alonso. Like, yeah. there's there's a big gap there. So, that's that's all I just wanted to add to that was, like, yeah. it's, I haven't really thought about it till now, but, like, it's almost like it's a repeat of the Mercedes years, but just no pressure this time and like a different route he's taking, but it's the same like teammate wise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I guess we'll see where that team goes. I think it'll be an interesting change once they get to 26. And Yeah. I mean, it's going to be Vettel that. and
1: Schumacher at that point. Cause you got Audi and the whole German thing, but yeah. we, you know, we can talk about 2026 predict- 2026 predictions. Like, I don't know, maybe in 10 minutes, 2024, maybe we don't <laughs> dive into those. We can pencil those in.
0: Let's go ahead and move on to some more race race performance notes here. We kind of touched on it. Mercedes taking a big step forward, or at least yeah. they're... I mean, obviously, they, they did this be, last yeah. race. And they're continuing to bring upgrades. What are your thoughts on uh, the upgrades that they bring, and what can they do with that? So, I think the biggest thing is the
1: side pods. They finally mm-hmm. ditched the those side pods, and like, I think it worked. I think, for me, it sounds like, and what Toto said, too, is... The, up until now, they were trying to still figure out what the right answer was and like get a base. It mm-hmm. seems like now they know what the base of the car needs to be, mm-hmm. and now it's just fine tuning it and playing catch up from there. Yeah, um, I don't. Th- I think too at the beginning of the season they struggled with like even last year, like understanding the car and like understanding how to drive it and that type of stuff. I think they've figured that out now too. So I think it's only going to help. Um, I think we could see too. We saw this last year with them. Especially with Lewis where he had that like P2, P3 run where he had like five straight podiums last year. Yeah. It was right around, it was started in Canada, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think we could see that again going into the summer break. Yeah. Where if Checo's not on his game, I think we could see one Merck on each po- Like, It could be a thing where if Aston Martin doesn't step up too, like we could be seeing one of the Mercs, if not both, on the podium yeah. for several consecutive races.
0: It'll be, I think but, C- Canada will be really telling because it's not yeah. a track that suits the Mercedes. No. And a track that is gonna be dominated by red bull
1: well yeah i mean i expect we can get into that later but i mean max might win by a minute
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i got that as a as an end question here i think we'll get to the
1: yeah we can get to that at the end more but
0: yeah no i think i think you make a lot of good points i think something you mentioned earlier too hamilton is super excited for something that's in the pipeline yeah uh, n- no idea what exactly it is, but he expects that they'll be able to fight with Red Bull at the end of the year. And I think that's something that's super exciting to, I guess, just everybody as fans, right? Yeah. You know, there, there is hope that there will be a lot of, a lot more fighting up front. Whatever engine he used in Brazil
1: in 21, they just throw that in the back.
0: and. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Next point I got here, Williams. They, they have it's some slippery. highly anticipated... Upgrades coming to Canada. Albon, do they? Albon thinks that, that they'll be able to perform pretty mm. well with them and, and and take a big step forward. What do, what do realistically, what do we think their ceiling is in this season as a whole? In this season as a
1: whole, like finishing position or like just like race to race, like what could they achieve?
0: Let's go with both.
1: Uh, finishing position, probably ninth is probably the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, I think it's them and Alphatori in the basement that Alphatori is real bad too. But the thing with Alphatori is Yuki is dragging that Car into the points or near the points every week.
0: You think Albon can do the same? I
1: think Albon can do the same. I think Albon, if they make adequate improvements, he's one of those ones. Out Al- Yuki, I think, is a better driver and does it on pure driving. Albon mm-hmm. is Albon's so funny because I feel like he's the dude that just does the weirdest pit strategies, and then that's very true. You don't really notice it because they don't really follow him during the race, and then you look up and he's finishing P ten. Yeah, and that's exactly how it happens. We're gonna get somewhere like Canada. Somehow in Canada, he'll do something where, like, he pits one time only, and everybody else pits tw- three times, mm-hmm. but it works where he only pits once, like, he barely ekes out the top ten, and he has hards that he runs for 75 laps, and, like, it's just stuff like that that he does, like, where he can make the tires work, like, make these weird strategies work. So, I would say P9, by the end of the season, is probably their highest. I mean, they're last right now, and, like, they have, like, what, two points to their name? One or yeah. two points. P nine as a I think
0: constructor stand, constructor standing yeah. P
1: nine, and then I think races to P nine is probably P9. the. I think you're gonna. It's gonna be tough for anyone outside those top f- five, like anyone outside the top five teams. So down at yeah. Alpine, to break into that top eight, you'd need a lot of chaos. It's down to, to chaos. Break into the top yeah. eight. it but, really is.
0: And it, and it's interesting this year that we have those kind of levels because it does seem yeah. that, that Alphatare and. Uh, Williams are just so far back yeah w- what do we think about the second drivers of each of those teams are they going to get points this year I think Sargent will okay
1: and that's just because he's I think he's proved us wrong mm-hmm. so I'm trying to be beneficial to him now now he's probably gonna stink yeah there you go But I feel like in general he we, he proved us wrong we Def- had I think does. both of yeah. us had I think we had these drivers flipped and but our reasoning made sense Sargent didn't win f2 barely made it in DeVries won every level before and looked awesome in that one race last year. Already year proved himself. And already like proved that. himself. Um, I think Sargent will—I think there's going to be some race this year that has— we had it like last year in Japan where Latifi got ninth. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some totally chaotic race yeah. where he somehow ends up in the points. DeVries just crashes way too much. He's way <laughs> too inconsistent. I would be shocked, shocked if he isn't California Like the way Helmut Marker ordered it. If he, over summer break, I would be shocked if there's not another driver in that seat.
0: Helmut did say he was impressed the last time out.
1: That's true, but it's just one... Yeah. I don't know. I just... In my head, I keep thinking, like...
0: It's hard to keep watching It's this. hard to keep
1: watching this. And, like, I also... I'm looking at the F2 thing and being like, we could get an all-Japanese lineup with Iwasa
0: That would be a Sonoda.
1: Yeah. On the team. And, like, they ha- That has to be what they're looking at, right? They have to be mm-hmm. looking at Ayoasa and F2 doing great. Yeah. DeVries struggling... They didn't really commit much to DeVries anyway. So like just swap them out. Snow's been doing good. And then you have a Honda power team, Alpha Tori with like, and I'm just thinking, this is just business brain thinking beyond that. Just the merch you could do, the business, the social media, everything along with it. Like, yeah, I mean, you could, I don't know. It's just, it feels too like in my head, it feels too right that that's what they'll do to where like, I feel like it's going to happen. Like I could see over the summer break, if Devries doesn't pick it up, yeah, that's Twitch happening. But at the same time, like Devries, like I just don't know what he's doing. Like he looks so good in everything leading up to this year, mm-hmm. and then I just don't. If it's he doesn't odd. have the confidence, it's really odd. He's just like, yeah. And even with like, I mean, even look at some of the other ones. Like you can even at Spain or like you look at other races. Like Sonoda's been fighting and it's been battling up into the, close to the points. Even these bottom teams like. We saw the Haases get a little racy in Spain with different people. We saw Albon get racy. Yeah. Um, even Sargent, he was on pretty bad tires, but was involved in stuff. Like, mm-hmm. where's De- I, I know De Vries didn't do bad, but like, there's just not that spark. I guess it's like there's he's, not any of that magic there where he's like making a big. He's racing his way backwards. I'd say make a play like it's a, a like a ball sport, but like yeah, sometimes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't been able to turn it on. So here's something we haven't done in a while: the Massey Performer of the Week. We do need to bring this back
1: this week. Massive performance of the season for driver and team so far. Who do we think is is the team first?
0: Team's tough. I'm inclined to go for McLaren comes to mind because of how bad they've fumbled the bag. They got one of the best up-and-coming lineups on the grid, and the car is a soapbox. I think there's two teams here. I think two
1: teams deserve the award for different reasons. So McLaren's, the reason I'm going to give it to McLaren's, in terms of just pure performance,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, that is the most disappointing team this year. Like, they stink. Like, that car stinks. You bring such, you bring an electric lineup in. You had a car in 21 that was arguably the third best car that you won a race with, had a 1-2 with. Yeah. And then you bring a car in 2022 that stinks at the beginning, but then they made big improvements and were clearly that, I mean, you had Alpine kind of finish it out, but they battled out to the end for 4th. And we're in it for points every week. Then you Mm -hmm. take this huge step back this year with a better driver lineup. Like they are just – that car is terrible. They've had bad strategy too. All those things. The other team I will say from a disappointing perspective, It's I mean you can't can't not mention Ferrari. Yeah. They come in and here's why. They come in with that whole like we have 40 extra horsepower this year. Mm -hmm. They had the sick reveal. Remember how sick that reveal was? That was was? awesome, yeah.
0: And – the new team principal. It,
1: the new team principal. We had Fred Vasseur come in. Like we, the car like looked. It looked beautiful. Like there yeah. was so much hype around them. Yeah. To the point, like where, you know, going into the first race, like it was Max is the betting favorite. Like it was close between him and like the Ferraris for like who's gonna. And then
0: every time I have to look at my active bets where I yeah. put money on Charles for the championship, it really does hurt the soul. Yeah. So he
1: gambled responsibly, but yes. he um like. He Ferrari like they, it's just been so disappointing. It has, like, they haven't yeah. been bad. That's why I'm giving it like McLaren deserves it front and center. Like if you're giving it to one team, it's mm-hmm. McLaren. But if we're doing it from like both perspectives, like all right, well they are the worst. But like who's also been like really disappointing?
0: Yeah. Ferrari's been like they've Compared been expected, they're yeah.
1: objectively right now. You could say the fourth best car and and crashes too. The crashes I
0: mean, you've had. uh, Signs has beached it. Signs has
1: beached it. McLaren's McLaren made walls. a bunch of mistakes yeah. like. It's just been, and then, you know, it's we're kind of getting to the same thing last year where they're asking Fred for sort these questions and he's saying it's fine, we're fine, that yeah. type of stuff. But, like, they're in a worse spot there than they were last year at this time. Yeah. Like, last they've, year at this time, they were in it still.
0: They've gotten overtaken at this yeah. point significantly. Significantly, it's not Constructors close, Championship. yeah. And yeah, it's embarrassing when you go from last year where, oh, you could even be competing for the title to this yeah. year where it's like, Aston Martin has made you look like a fool, yeah, and you were still expected to compete yeah. for the title. So yeah, it is really tough. I think those two are definitely taking the cake for us. As far as drivers go...
1: I also have two, but there's one clear one.
0: I I mean, I, it has to be De DeVries, De no, yes. Nobody else has even clear been Vries, rumored to but leave I'm, their seat. Yeah.
1: Clearly DeVries. I'm turned to performance, yes. Yeah. I'm going to go twofold here, though. and I'm, I'm going to go the same route. I want the Ferrari one. All right. Lance Stroll. You Listen. Yeah. You have that great car. All we hear about is how, you know, and what's, if you look back at the history, he had those run of podiums with like Force India and Racing Point. Uh-huh. And all even we heard Williams. about is how great, yeah, even Williams, had, all we hear about is how great this car is. And Alonzo's made it work. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not expecting him to be on Alonzo's level, but he should be still close to there, right? P5, P6. I mean, he's yeah. been
0: all over the place. Well, here, here's what I will say, right? He came off the first two races of the year. Broken hands. I know the broken hands. the broken hands is. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying. Obviously,
1: Nick DeVries is the runaway, mass performance of the year. Like, for sure. For terrible. Sure. There's I'm just been saying. Weekends, weekends where yeah. Stroll could definitely. If take you're the an Aston Martin out. fan, you have to be so frustrated because mm-hmm. if you had anyone's even semi like, I think of just an average driver in the seat. Name me an average driver right now.
0: Mick Schumacher.
1: Like, if Mick – do you think – I even would take Mick over
0: Stroll. Like, I you think – I don't know. Like, you could argue like – It'd be a toss-up. I I think Stroll has – I mean, he's good in the wet. He is also one of those drivers that can come in on a weekend and finish P20, and you're like, yeah, expected that. Yeah. He could also come in and finish P4. That's my point. That's my point. He's so inconsistent. That's my point. Yeah, no, and that is fair. They
1: have a great car now. You can't be
0: inconsistent. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's he has point. the mo- he should have the motivation. He should have point. the
1: motivation to be. And the, the broken hand thing is past that now. Or like, that's I don't know. Yeah. That's my point. is like he's just been inconsistent the whole year. Yeah, for sure. Um, all all right.
0: right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Perez on a big slump. I think we've kind of touched on it. Yeah, he. he Double, you know, we expected a lot out of him this year. Both I think. both
1: qualities, right crashed in both qualities. He was 16th or something. And no, he didn't crash. He just had a bad quality. I think Spain. he didn't get a good lap in. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Been really tough and not able to use the car under him to to make the overtakes yeah, to get back up front. I
1: mean, an unreal, I'm thinking about this now, just a top-tier jinx by us. I vividly remember talking to podcast after he won in Baku and saying, and we play out the rest of the races. Well, it's a street, Miami's a street circuit. You win that, he and he it. wins Monaco, and then let's say you give Emma to Max, which didn't happen. And then, like, we get to Canada, and all of a sudden, like, they're within one point of each other. Like, what's that going to be, dynamic-wise, Red Bull? We talk that up so much. You know, as soon as we had that conversation, it, it's it been a disaster. you got to be <laughs> excited about something. I know. That's fair.
0: So, it is fair. We'll see where it goes. Obviously, like we've talked up already, the fight for P2 will be fun to watch, hopefully, at the latter stages of, of the season. But... For now, yeah, it's been hard to watch Perez recently. It's yeah, we've had, what,
1: seven races. We have five Max wins and two Perez wins, right? hmm And there are 20... There was 24 to start the season. 15 but we, left? There, there's 22 total now. Yeah, so 15 left. Yeah. So, okay, so Max won't be to get 20, so that's good because I was worried that he was going to win 20 races this year, but he could win 19 races. <laughs> he could win. <laughs> I'm not, and we might get to this later... I'm very concerned that he might win the last 15 races.
0: <laughs> hey, well, like I said up earlier, if Hamilton gets a car yeah, to that's compete, true. To keep his record. So I think that'll be more fun. I want to
1: see them. I mean, we just needed to. I don't know what needs to be done. They need to do one race surveys everybody's in an equal
0: car. Same just to see gonna. what happens.
1: Like, I think it
0: was Ocon that was talking about that yeah. on a, another podcast. Just for fun. Just how, to see what happens. Like, yeah. It would be very interesting to watch. All right, let's go ahead and jump into some more rumors, some paddock-based rumors, yeah. more so than performance. And and I got two separate ones here that tie into each other. And we've kind of touched on both of them. Audi, already behind on their engine development, so they say. The second one is... Oh, yeah,
1: six months behind. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mick Schumacher drives his W14 in the Pirelli test. Are we expecting him to make it back on the grid? He's already said that he has had interest. From the grid for 2024?
1: Yeah, so have I. I, I could say that, too. I could <laughs> say, yeah, me and Tyler have an interest for the grid for 2024.
0: He's he's received interest, I think. Oh, it's received
1: it even exactly. better. Yeah. Even better, yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think we're on the same page here. If Audi joins and they commit to, you know, the the German brand, a Vettel-Schumacher lineup would be yes. unbelievable. So my Now, question, do we yeah. think that's going to happen? And I'm going to roll with... No, no, I think Vettel's going to stick to his yes, guns. Yes, he's not. And it would be
1: close to 40 by then, too. Yeah, like, yeah. he's got I, a lot. Of I do think too. they will take Schumacher. So, I think one or two things are going to happen. I don't think Schumacher's going to get a seat next year, um, just because I just don't think there's a t- The only seat, really, that I think might open would be DeVries, mm-hmm. and I don't think he'd get that because he's with Mercedes Red now. Bull
0: wouldn't do that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so i don't think he'd do that
0: i say red bull wouldn't do that like they didn't just just do, it for do DeVries. It DeVries. yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's exactly Schumacher, why they don't do Schumacher
1: Schumacher feels more mercedes though than devries for some reason
0: that is true i don't know why maybe because he's german i don't know because devries was out doing other stuff and it seems like nick's been very Locked much in. around yeah. yeah so i would say
1: maybe 2025 he gets in for a year with like one of the lower teams and then goes with audi or maybe gets in with I don't know, maybe he gets in with that. Maybe Zoe gets bumped up to a better team and he fills that spot with Boss. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you. I don't think Vettel's going to be... I think Vettel's going to stick to his guns. I think he's yeah. happy to be retired. Um, I think Schumacher then... And then I'm trying to think, like, there's just no other German driver that comes to mind. Mm-mm. So then who do they fill that with? Do they dip into F2 for, like, some of the younger talent and pull someone well, some up from there? Like, I
0: mean, do they have to stick with with german drivers i know that's no, been but I feel like they're that's... gonna want
1: one for the brand yeah i just feel like yeah. for the brand
0: they i just feel like it's too perfect for schumacher to be a driver there it's been talked up a ton in the yeah. media as well yeah yeah it's hard to look down um, i think a big brand move for them would, would
1: a big be brand move be that. that but then yeah also like the other way i could see it is like if it is it's alpha male right that's going into them or just, like, moving to Audi?
0: Yep. So, the Alfa Romeo team is getting taken over by Audi, I mean. and then Alfa Romeo is going to be a new sponsor for the Haas team.
1: Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, so how do they shake that up? Like, if the Zoe Boss thing continues to go well, do they just keep both of them? Mm-hmm. Or do they move both of them to the Haas thing and, like, see you later, Magnussen, and Hulkenberg? Because Hulkenberg will be close to 40 at that point. Like, Bosch will be older, but, like, not that old. So then it's like, okay, do you move them to, like, that Haas team, and then you just get a German team for Audi? I don't know.
0: It'd be very surprising, I think, to see what is, two is drivers it, move. Is Alpha
1: Male doing that with, with Haas next year already? I'm not so sure. that's thought sure I saw something that exact... said it was next year, like they're already sponsoring them next year. And then I was like, they're going to be two Alpha, but that didn't make sense because it'd be two. I don't know. I don't know. We probably should have done better research on that, but yeah, um, we'll, we'll get around it.
0: <laughs> all right. What's what's next? Next, next one might be our most important topic of the podcast here. <clears throat> the all-time great Ferrari driver. The Italian Jesus, the lettuce god Antonio Giovinazzi, the lettuce god, picking up the win for Ferrari at Le Mans after their return, historic return to yeah. the Le Mans 24-hour race,
1: the 100th year of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, very impressive weekend for them. I think they they dominated the weekend. They got P1, and then they got carried-
0: they got some luck. I think the the P1 car when they were in second got hit by. Uh, Yeah, it was was another Ferrari car, yeah. And took some serious damage. But they won the race. um,
1: But it's a big conversation point because good for Giovinazzi. That's awesome.
0: He's starting his triple crown. He started his triple crown. crown.
1: He's closer than both signs and Leclerc at this point. But the big drama from all this is, and it's so hilarious, it's like he comes in for one year with Ferrari for this. They join back, do this thing, 100th year or whatever, have some luck go their way and win Le Mans. And Leclerc's sitting there like... When is it going to happen, in Formula One? Yeah, and well, then LeClaire now people watched it. Yeah, now people are like making jokes about like, technically true, like that Giovinazzi is overall more successful driver Ferrari than better accolades. Leclerc like better accolades, which is like there's some, you know, jokes to that, but like it's still, I mean, just so it was peak Ferrari. It was almost peak Ferrari for them to win, uh-huh. and yeah. the Formula One team to have be so unsuccessful and like so unlucky it,
0: it, where where has Ferrari gone wrong in the allocation of their resources to where Ferrari racing can be doing so well but F1 Ferrari is yeah. is really shouldn't struggling.
1: F1 be the prime like this we're putting all our the pinnacle of the pinnacle sport. of motorsport like it's what it was wild to me to see like it was it was it was funny though it made yeah. Twitter funny like it yeah. made everything funny the the entire Le Mans just ended up being about Leclerc yeah yeah <laughs> yeah honestly in some way and like it almost took away from like the whole race is sandwiched by this, right? Like the entire race is. Like, Lebron started out, yep, and that's all anybody talked about. Just the a beginning. kid from Akron. Nothing, yeah, just a kid from Akron. Um, no one talked about anything else with the race. Like I didn't even like know on Twitter the race. I just know Lebron like said some stuff in French and I was fired up by it, but like <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Like I knew LeMond was that we got. I didn't know like it started or what was going on in the race. Then we see picture service of Leclerc watching at Le Mans, uh-huh. and that kind of dominated the middle of the section race. Then it kind of started to look like, "Hey, Ferrari's going to win this." Mm-hmm. And there was a small moment there where they actually talked about Le Mans, and then it got back to Leclerc. Yep. So the entire weekend was it was kind of peak like other motorsport too, where it's like it was outside of F one, so like mm-hmm. they made it about F one somehow. <laughs> yeah. And like I remember seeing tweets about like. You know, the commentary box, like, talking about Mercedes and, like, F1 and, like, talking about Red Bull and, like, it just all went back to F1, which is, like, kind of funny. And, like, it kind of just added on to, like, the misery of Leclerc.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone was still, even though it was Ferrari and Le Mans, like, they still talked about Ferrari F1 the entire time.
0: All right. Well, here's a question for you. Give me a yes, no, right before we jump into these Canadian points here. Is Giovinazzi going to make it back to the F1 grid?
1: Wow, that's, that's kind of juicy.
0: That's not a yes or no. Um, Come on. No. No. All right. Well, no. They're,
1: they're here it first. He's going to win the—wait, I'm going to call it now. Before the industry, he's going to win the Indy 500 <laughs> no, at some point, and then he'll have two-thirds of it complete, but he'll never get back to F1.
0: Does this give motivation to Ricardo? Does Ricardo sit over there and say, hey, I won the Monaco Grand Prix. Why don't I go— do some of this and try. I don't to, know why he doesn't do
1: IndyCar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'd be electric in IndyCar or if like, if he just fired up a NASCAR, Oh, he would, that'd be electric. That'd be electric. I mean, I like mean, how
0: fun was it to watch Kimi Kimmy,
1: Yeah. Kimi Raikkonen like, and he dominated. it was like his first NASCAR race and he, he had the spin out at the end, but like he was He's like doing top well. 10 doing well. in his first NASCAR race. Like, yeah. I, like that's what I want to see is I want to say, cause their car is like a true top talent. Uh-huh. an F1 er was like he's a character too he's a character too like it'd be electric for that piece but then also like I think he'd go and like he could be the type that would go and like just smoke everybody
0: yeah it would like, be a lot of fun to watch but
1: yeah that's a good point
0: alright let's go ahead and jump into things we're looking forward to in Canada I got down here Hamilton's new contract and in in conjunction yeah. with that we have Mercedes on the rise how long is his new contract gonna be George is putting pressure on him and Shakira.
1: Yeah, so let's let's break this down here. So let's start with the contract. So I'm seeing sources are telling me sources mm-hmm. being Twitter, random people on Twitter. We can't admit that, that internal sources. Internal sources are telling, telling me it's, one it's a founder. one plus one. So like one year, next year, and then an option for him the year after. Okay, which makes sense because it's basically like if we get to the next year and if it's they still stink,
0: yeah. Like, is it maybe fully his fully his option?
1: At fully his option, the second year, okay. I think. I don't know if that's 100 true. That's just what I saw out of one plus One so around, mm-hmm. and that's would be how the 1 plus One would
0: work. But what's his working environment going to be? Is it all in person, or I think hybrid. So two days
1: a week in the office, probably.
0: Okay, a couple days um, in the sim, a couple days in the sim, a
1: few days um, in the gym. You know, yeah, a few days in the gym. Maybe close to a race. Maybe he's putting 50, 55s in if he has to. But okay,
0: is it a all base salary? Any performance Uh,
1: compensation base 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 plus bonus um discretionary bonus okay uh 10 percent um discretionary though yeah for performance yeah for company performance but uh the base yeah i mean he's looking good for the base you know similar to what most people would expect in in their typical corporate job you know some, you know 40 million base something around that probably but um yeah, yeah i i think that i think one of the interesting things, though, he's going to have to do in this process is just make sure he really, you know, has feels like he fits with the culture uh-huh. of Mercedes. Um, you know, getting a grasp of what are the growth opportunities there. Absolutely. Um, you know, what does it look like long term if he stays there?
0: Can he mesh well with total? Can he mesh
1: well with total? Yeah, and I think you're just getting a grasp of like where the company stands financially, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. we're in a, a very it's a company on the decline. We're in a you know we're in a challenging fiscal environment. Some might say, and so I think you know, making sure you fit well in that environment with, you know, you don't, you don't want to get to a place where he's waking up one day and all of a sudden they've gotten rid of him and just had to get a cheaper driver. So, I mean, it's just a lot of things to consider, a lot of factors, you know, I think for him, he wants to think about it. He's been with Mercedes for so long. It's been his home. Mm -hmm. He's made so many great relationships there. He's got to think to himself is that something I want to separate with and you don't he doesn't want to just leave to leave, right cuz he could be getting in to a new a new team that is just not the car is not as fast it's not as the lights aren't as bright like it's not what he wants right you're not you know you're his day to day he's just coming in and going with emotions and you might not want that you know he might want to still have a lot of fun outside of work with the guys from Mercedes so it's just just something to just something to think about
0: that's very very i mean i'm sure he's thinking about his good colleague George Russell and how he's performing I think he's also thinking about his prospects with the Latina and moving towards Shakira. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, they're rumored to be dating. They probably are.
1: Um, you know, tip of the hat to him. Like, I think... I did hear rumors that, like, signs helped set them up, which is, like, I don't know if that's true, but that would be wild if that's the case. Um, but, I mean, they seemed happy together. They were definitely at dinner together. They've definitely been hanging out a lot, so they, I would assume they are probably dating... She's she going to be in Canada? Um, I had no idea. Maybe. I didn't know she was, I don't know how old I thought she was, but she's like 10 years older than him, Mm -hmm. which is definitely interesting to him. She's nearing 50. Looks great, though. Looks great for 46, 47. But um, I mean, I'm just saying we're we're talking about the topic here. We're not going to... In case she's listening, I guess. In case she's listening and, you know, podcasters are in high demand, too.
0: Canada, obviously, a very fast, a very fairly straight track with some lower speed corners that go into longer straights. Yeah. How many laps does Max get on the field? Okay. So no more than one on the entire field. Okay. Um, I don't think
1: he's going to get one on the entire field though, because that would just be insane.
0: How many, Um, how many laps is it? Non points finishers. How many laps is it? Um, 71. It's definitely up there. I want to say 71. 70 laps. 70. Oh, it's
1: one off. All right. Yeah. So, 70 laps. So, if he's a second, the lap time is what? I should have looked at what he had. It. A minute something probably, right? right now.
0: Yeah. Minute 13. Minute
1: 13, yes. It would be almost impossible to lap everybody. I, I would say, I think he doesn't. So, I think he probably laps up to P8, P7.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, s- I'll give him a couple more than that.
1: Maybe six. Top six drivers. I'd give him five. Top five, you think. So you think it's like well, it's him a, and four drivers don't I
0: mean, it. I would say him, I'd say Checo if he can keep it clean.
1: I think both Mercs, I don't see him lapping
0: the Mercs. Alonso and one I mean I would Ferrar- give him one of those four I'd drivers. I say both
1: for I say okay, I would say both Ferrari's both Mercs, Alonso, and Checo. So that'd be two, four, six.
0: Are we making our predictions like early now?
1: No, I'm just saying like oh. if I had to guess Yeah. Yeah, he laps. Fair. He doesn't lap both Mercs. That's two drivers. He doesn't lap Checo. That's three. Both Ferraris is four five, and Alonso's six. Okay, that's why I said through P eight. Yeah. So P eight gets lapped. No, I'll give him. I'll give him through P five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do think he wins by like, probably like f- forty something seconds. <laughs> Jeez. Um, actually, no. I'm You're gonna going to say with a clean race. Though. I'm going to say twenty something, because. There's probably going to be, he might pit extra for like an extra thing because he's going to
0: have the time to do it. Fastest lab. Um,
1: there is supposed to be rain this weekend though.
0: I saw that. So then
1: maybe not.
0: And thunderstorms.
1: Um, I don't know. It'd be just, it'd be awesome if like.
0: Oh, It'd be awesome go. if
1: turn one, he just slid off and had to go back to P20 and wild, fly to the field.
0: Wild prediction right now. What do you got? You're just going to hit me with that? Thinking of rainy Race. I'll give you one in a second.
1: Okay. How wild? What level of wild meter?
0: Like one to 10, eight and a half.
1: Eight and a half i just say Max doesn't win. Like,
0: I don't... Whew, I said 8.5, not 12.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, It's fair. It's, it's like a 12. <laughs> right after um, you say he's
0: going to win by 40 seconds. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I'll give it to you if you don't think Max... Win, I think that's no. honestly in the cards. If it rains... If they're... it
1: rains, it's that what? No, I'm going to say... It's all to play for. It's all to play for, yeah. I could just say that like all the mm-hmm. team principals do. I'm going to say if it rains and it's that chaotic, like give me like Lando top five.
0: I'm going to go stroll on the podium.
1: That's a good one, too. That's, yeah. the, that's the other one I was thinking of was, like, just stroll to finish ahead of Alonso.
0: Maybe even a DeVries points in the rain. DeVries points you could have. Sonoda comes um, out of the pit lane and goes into a wall again. I think an ideal scenario, though, would be Lando just wins the race. That'd probably be ideal. I mean, depends on the crossover point. Are we going to have to bring up Russia again? That's true. It's, we have to raise, but if it rains the whole time, there is no crossover point. That's true. It rains
1: the whole time. That is true. Um, yeah, I mean, that was tough, obviously, but I'm trying to think of what else, what else, what other things do you think could happen as we can, if it rains and it gets chaotic? Because I feel like Canada is usually a good race. Like,
0: I mean, we're definitely going to see a Ferrari in the wall if it rains. Yeah.
1: I think we're going to see one Ferrari DNF. Um, I hate to say it for you for your P2 thing, but like a rainy Canada that has Checo DNF written all over it. <laughs> that has... Huh. Like and it's not like a him getting a crash DNF that has him like just making a stupid mistake at going the beginning off. of the race and going off DNF. Yeah, um, it does have yeah one Ferrari DNF in there, um, and then it's gonna have a really bad, what is the word they shunt a really bad shunt mm-hmm. from probably one of the Haas's. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. this has like like a rainy Canada. I'm picturing in my head like is going it- into the wall of champions like that last turn. Yeah, I have like just Magnussen just. Straight on into the wall, just
0: you think Perez is gonna have to hike back to the paddock like he did last year. Was that Canada? Mm-hmm.
1: That was, yeah. I could see him having to hike back,
0: yeah. Um, definitely,
1: what else we're we gonna get? We're definitely gonna get some really angry messages from Max about the weather, just yeah. in general, where he's arguing with his engineer about the weather.
0: Is George gonna feel his sweat again?
1: Uh, yeah, George definitely have the sweat thing. Um, I think we could see to a while, George likes to in Canada specifically, but in general. Like he's definitely in a the first first one to put slicks on would definitely be George. That'll be George by a Mile. That's He'll it. be sitting in P seven or something and be like, We need to take a risk. Yeah. When we put this there'll be one inch of water in the traffic when we put the slicks on.
0: P sixteen.
1: And yeah, i would finish P sixteen. We could um, see
0: are we seeing Alonzo on the front row again?
1: I do. That's a good point too. This has, this one has like Alonso pole written on it though. Oh, this one has oh, one of those ones in the thunderstorms. It, this one has one where it's pouring in a lot. If he got P two last year and that mm-hmm. absolutely mid Alpine, like, yeah. And this Aston Martin, like this has, it's just so trolly. Like it's got it written all over it. Um, maybe some Sergeant points. One of those type of things. Or sergeant like you, or you said, DeVries. DeVries points, yeah. Sergeant yeah. DeVries points would be good. I'm thinking um, of DeVries points would be DeVries points, in the cards. That'd be peak for our podcast because we just
0: completely. A little reverse drinks.
1: Yeah, I mean, we just. That would be. It'd be peak DeVries to, to be crazy and him to finish like P6 this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then we have to hear about how great he is and.
0: And then a Williams finish in the top eight after the ceiling we just threw After on the there. ceiling we said it was C9.
1: <laughs> yeah. That would be peak. And then I'm trying to think what else would go against our predictions. Max not win. Max not winning. Both the Mercks finishing outside the top Ferrari ten. Ferrari one two. Ferrari one two, yeah. A Ferrari a Ferrari sorry, yeah. A Ferrari one two with uh DeVries and Sargent rounding out the points. Stroll and on the Stroll podium. on the podium would be just Totally anti our podcast. So if you guys are betting this weekend, go. Who do we think would win out of the Ferraris?
0: Uh, the give ranks. me signs.
1: So go Eclair signs. <laughs> go Leclerc. If you guys are listening, go Eclair signs stroll, yeah. and then do top ten.
0: George or not George? Um, Hamilton. Why s- s- Hamilton. Because George is gonna do the. Wild yeah, George is the wild thing. So do top Washington. ten
1: for Hamilton, top ten for Sergeant, top ten for DeVries... Put Lando to finish P-17 or less, because I said he could be in P-5 mm-hmm. or up.
0: If he finishes. And then... Bottas to way outperform Joe.
1: Way outperform Joe. Uh, there's got to be one more to kind of re- put the bow on this. Checo's got to get
0: some good points. Yeah, Checo's got to get good points,
1: though. Do Checo to finish P-20 and qualifying, but to finish fourth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think put we a, nailed
1: it. I think we nailed that. So if you guys are listening at home, that's how... if. If you're responsibly or gambling, that's how we would tell you to responsibly gamble.
0: Absolutely. Well, with that, I think we will wish you the best of luck in your responsible gambling. And we will sign off and look forward to Canada and look forward to checking in with all of you after Canada. Yeah, we'll see you in Canada. Goodbye.